Welcome to the e-commerce lab by Ecomsi. This is the place for everything related to Amazon private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello guys, welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Ecomsi, the place of everything related to Amazon FBA and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, founder and CEO of Ecomsi, and today we bring you two special guests. Her names are Megla and Margaret, and they are both co-founders of India Sourcing Network, which basically the specialize of everything that has to do with sourcing from India. What a better team actually to bring on board today to discuss today's topic, which is actually the benefits of sourcing from India and how it's different from China. So now, before we jump into the topic, I would like to introduce you and welcome to the show. So hi, both of you are doing today. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having us. Hi, thanks a lot. Yes, thank you very much. It's, it's a pleasure. Um, to be honest, I've been following for a while now everything that you guys are doing with the India Sourcing Network. And I love that finally somebody is putting some content out there to guide us about how we can find solutions outside of China. And I'm very excited to, that to touch that topic today. Um, but yes, however, before we jump into that, I usually like to use a couple of minutes um, of the episode just to get to know both of my, my guests and then to also understand how India Sourcing Network came to fruition. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So um, let me first give a bit of background on myself. So um, my background is basically in the sourcing industry. I worked in Asia in the sourcing industry for 20 years. I worked in India, China, uh, Philippines, uh, Singapore, and now I'm back in India. And um, um, around three years ago, we started India Sourcing Trip, which was basically a guided sourcing tour for Amazon and e-commerce sellers to source products from India because we realized at that time, you know, the, the China-US trade war had sort of started at that time. And a lot of people were looking for alternatives to source uh, products from, uh, you know, other than China. And so because I had background, I had a background in sourcing, I had experience in India. So I thought, hey, why not, um, you know, introduce people to the types of products that they can source from India and uh, then in 2020 covid happened and then we couldn't do the trip again so then yeah. margaret and our third founder kevin and myself we got together and we founded india sourcing network which is basically a b2b sourcing platform that helps global brands amazon sellers e-commerce sellers find uh, vetted manufacturers and service providers in india and we also provide a lot of education to help people uh, learn about how to source from India because there's just so much information about China, but nothing yeah, about India. So we're, yeah. <laughs> we're kind yeah. of introducing people to India. And Mark, do you want to give your uh, background a bit? Yes, certainly. Yes, look, well, I suppose most of my life I've either been in my own business or managed other businesses um, and finance and all sorts of industries like that. Uh, in uh, well, January 2017, I started um, selling on um, Amazon sourcing from China and after um, nine months on my way to the Canton Fair I found a, an Indian supplier 
in um, Hong Kong. And from there on, um, I sort of pivoted very quickly to sourcing from India and got rid of all my China products. And I've been sourcing from <laughs> the same supplier for five and a half years now, five years. So, yeah, so that's wow. uh, basically my story. And then, of course, you know, we did the trip and we've been on these podcasts for the last three years during COVID, kept us sane, I think. <laughs> yes, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, and thank you very much for sharing that background, both of you. Yeah, I think, to be honest, India it has so much potential, and I totally agree with you. I think China is becoming so saturated in terms of everybody talking about China, 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 and I think we need to open our minds that there are definitely other uh, countries that are growing very fast in, in the production side of things. And, and that's why I think it's going to have so much value that now we touch on India specifically. And I'm going to use actually this um, as a starting point for today's topic. Um, I think one of the first questions usually I get uh, whenever I mention India is what are some of the main advantages of sourcing from India? Because I think a lot of people, they just, just like China because it's so easy to just go Alibaba and, you know, easy PC, copy and, and just send the product to Amazon, not a lot of hustle. But I think uh, those times are coming to an end. I mean, saturation, everybody's doing that. So I would like to see what is the main advantage of actually moving to India. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest advantages is that there are so many unique products in India that are not found in China. And this, I think, is a huge opportunity for Amazon and e-commerce sellers who want to differentiate and who want to stand out. So as you rightly said, you know, everybody's sourcing from China, but if you are sourcing from India or a different country, then there's an opportunity for you to differentiate and stand out from the competition. So that is one of the advantages. And there are a lot of um, uh, you know, different types of products. And one of the main categories that we see Amazon e-commerce sellers having success in is a lot of the handcrafted products that are made out of natural materials like um, mango wood or metal, ceramic, glass. So India really specializes in natural kind of materials. And uh, there are clusters of artisans where they manufacture products made out of specific materials and they have really you know, got, got these skills that have been passed down from one generation to another. So they've been, their families have been practicing this craft for you know, hundreds of years. So they're really, really skilled at producing these products. But even though they're handcrafted, that does not mean that it's not scalable because on the one hand, you have all of these artisans and on the other hand, you have factories that leverage the skills of these artisans and then produce these products on a large scale. So there are big companies like big retailers like Walmart and Target, etc., that are sourcing these products from India as well. So that's one advantage. You find a lot of unique products. Another advantage is that for some product categories, especially for uh, you know, Amazon e-commerce sellers, the MOQ can be lower. So, for example, if you go to China, typically the MOQ would be in you know, a thousand pieces, fifteen hundred pieces. Sometimes, or like plastic injection products, it'd be much higher as well. But if you're sourcing some of these um, handmade products from India, the MOQs can be as low as hundred pieces. And of course, you don't want to ship hundred pieces because it's not viable in terms of the shipping cost. But that is a possibility. Another thing that Indian suppliers do is uh, an MOV, so a minimum order value. So for example, they'll say, okay, you can buy products worth $5,000 and you can buy different SKUs. So, you know, like you have maybe 100 pieces of this, 200 pieces of this, as long as you can meet their MOV. So that's another advantage for Amazon sellers because they can test various SKUs without having to do a lot of investment. Another advantage is communication. 
So most suppliers in India would speak English and, um, you know, the accents may vary depending on the region. So that's something that yeah. you have to get used to. But other than that, they speak, you know, fluent English. You can also talk to, you know, the engineers or maybe the um, supervisors at the factories in, in some cases, especially in, in South India. Um, and that becomes very advantageous when you are pro developing a new product. So, you know, talking to the engineers and trying to explain to them what's what's what would really happen, what what you want. Whereas in China, sometimes, you know, you're really communicating with the salesperson who then has to communicate to the assembly line yeah. supervisor or the engineer. So sometimes things get lost in translation. Another yeah. advantage is that there are no Trump tariffs on products that are sourced from India. So mm -hmm. if you are sourcing a product that has, you know, these additional tariffs into the U.S., if you come to India, then, you know, you won't have those tariffs. If your product is labor intensive, you might find that it's cheaper to manufacture in India because labor costs are currently significantly lower in India than they are in China. In fact, labor costs have been going up in China for quite a few years now. And that's why a lot of the production of low end and entry level products is actually moving out of India to low cost countries like Bangladesh, India, Sri Lanka, mm -hmm. you know, especially a lot of the apparel production. So that's another advantage, you know, depending on the type of product you have, there can be significant savings. Also, India focuses a lot on eco-friendly products. So if that is a category that you are focused on and globally, there's so much demand for eco-friendly products nowadays, you'll be able to find a lot of suppliers in India that produce eco-friendly products and they also manufacture in a sustainable way. So you can you know, source these products and you can also add a story to your brand about how these products are manufactured in a sustain sustainable way. A lot of suppliers in India also are going no plastic in, in the packaging. So okay. you know, the product is eco-friendly and there's no plastic in the packaging. So those are a few advantages of sourcing from India. Mark, is there anything that you want to add? Um, well, I suppose, well, really, the, you know, the difference between, I suppose, um, sourcing from India and sourcing from China probably, I think, is the, the easiest thing is the language because you can mm. actually jump onto a Zoom call and speak to usually the factory owner or, yeah. you know, the manager or something. Um, so, and that, you know, you don't get something, you know, getting skewed and no, not know what's happening because they'll give you an answer straight away. They can do it. So I think that's probably the biggest thing. And I think Indian suppliers are more family orientated. So you become mm. part of their family. So it's not just a business transaction, but it's more um, like, I suppose, a bit of a family. Like, you know, I speak to my supplier and it's like, how's, how's grandpa? How's the dog? Uh, do you know? And it's, yes. it's it becomes more, um, I suppose, not just a business transaction, but like a, a nice sort of situation to, to actually have a, you don't just jump on a call and go, I want a hundred of these. It's like, yes. hello, and how are you going? And what, you know, what's happening in your life? And I've got photos nice, of the yeah. weddings and all sorts of things over the years. So it's very nice. So I think that's probably, um, you know, one of the really big advantages. And I think also the fact that you can do a brand story and you can go to a village and um, get a photo of, you know, the artisans making it or in a co-op or someone in their home doing that product. Um, you can't really put a photo of, you know, all the machines in China whirling yeah. through your products. <laughs> it just doesn't have the same um, sort of, you know, I suppose, feeling to, you know, that your product is uh, is handmade. So I think that those sorts of things do help you, um, you know, a lot when you're, you know, sort of doing your uh, products. And also the thing is, 
um, I think if you, um, in China, like the, the same product, if you look at, you know, something, it's it's yeah. only like 200 times. Well, most yeah. of the manufacturers in India don't actually show their products on their website or I like they're, they're not readily available. In fact, it is hard if you don't come to our site, it's pretty hard to find a lot of manufacturers in India. So, yes. um, you know, and we don't actually display heaps of their products. You know, you've got to be in our group. It's not just, you I know, see. open you know, to the public. So it's very hard to actually get copied so much. And I think too, um, they each basically factory might make the same, say, a chopping board, but they'll have a different spin on it. They'll have a different look. They'll mix wood and metal or wood and marble mm. or three different things, which you don't see very often from China. They're usually just mass produced and the same thing gets yeah. made factory after factory. So, yeah, I think that's probably, you know, to me, um, you know, the difference between it. And like I found when we changed from China, like if we had to order, even if we ordered a thousand pieces, we had to order 2,000 boxes. I've still got boxes <laughs> that I've never used. I know, I know. So, you know, whereas in India, if you, you know, if you happen to be only sourcing, which we don't advise, but say 200 pieces, you can get 200 boxes made. You don't have to make 2,000 for the next 10 years. So, That's yeah, awesome. so all those things make a difference and make it cheaper. Yeah, I think that that's great. I think especially the MOQ size things, I totally agree. I think in China, each year they get higher and higher. And the fact that now uh, in India, you, you're able to start with lower, which again, is not recommended in some categories, but you still have the option. That's awesome. And I actually like a lot also the, the family side of things. I also agree that in India, feel sometimes it's just like you're talking in a robotic way, right? Just business-wise and there isn't really a relationship. And I feel that sometimes uh, that's not good in the long term uh, if you're looking to build a long term relationship, which is so, so very nice. Now, I think all of this is amazing and I love it and actually makes me start to source in India. But I think one of the main um, concerns sometimes people have is that it's difficult to find, as you said, the manufacturers, get the, the basically the relationship going um, and basically even knowing if you can source your product from India in the first place, right? So what is usually your advice if for people that they want to explore the India option, but they don't really know where to start with, right? Yeah, definitely. So that's a great question. And, um, you know, one of the best ways to start is on our website, <laughs> as yes, we have sure. created our website so that, um, you know, people who have no idea where to start, they can start. So we have a lot of free resources that will help people understand and uh, determine if India is right for them. So that's the first step because uh, many people don't even know what kinds of products are made in India. Mm. And there are that's a right. limited number of products. You know, that is one, uh, something that people need to be aware of. Not all types of products are available in India. So you must source the types of products that India specializes in. So you can go to our website. We've got a free ebook. You can download that ebook and that gives you a list of all of the different products that you can source and a very basic overview of how sourcing from India works. So that is a really good point to start. And once you're sure that India is right for you, then you can um, you know, start finding suppliers on our website. You can go to indiasourcing.net, search for suppliers, contact them directly, start communicating with them. Uh, we've also got uh, other resources, like we've got a workshop. If you wanna go deep into sourcing from India, We've got an A to Z of sourcing from India kind of workshop that gives you all of the information. We even do a mastermind. So there's a lot of resources available. There are other options as well, you know, apart from our site, you can just go to Google. 
and find suppliers there because Google is not blocked in India. So in China, a lot of the search engines and Facebook and YouTube, et cetera, mm-hmm. are blocked. And so a lot of the suppliers are not really indexed. So you can do that. You can also go to Alibaba and Global Sources, which are the two sort of international B2B sourcing platforms. And they also have suppliers from India. So once you go to these websites, you can search for your product and then filter by country. And once you filter by supplier country, you'll be able to find India suppliers. I mean, most of the suppliers on both of these websites are, of course, from China. Uh, I would say like 90% are from China, but then you will find some suppliers from India as well. So that's another option. You can also visit some trade shows. So there are a couple of trade shows that are held in India that are sort of the main export focused trade shows. And one of them is the Delhi Fair that's held twice a year, April Mm -hmm. and October. And um, you can visit the trade show, find lots of suppliers. There are about three and a half thousand suppliers that exhibit there. All of them are export focused and they are mostly manufacturers. That's a great place to start. You can also look for export promotion councils in your specific industry. So in Mm -hmm. India, there are government organizations that are tasked with increasing exports of certain industries. So for example, there's a cotton export promotion council or apparel or handicrafts or gems and jewelry. So you can just search for these councils and usually they will have a list of suppliers and all of these suppliers are export experienced because these councils are only focused on exports. So you can also, you know, that's another way to find export focused suppliers. So those are some ways to start sourcing from India. That's very nice. And and I think if I'm not mistaken, which I would like also to start bringing to the table is that you guys are going to be doing a, a sourcing trip, right? So if we can also touch a little bit about that and, and basically what is going to be involved and, and what are the benefits that people can get a, out of this trip that you guys are planning. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So um, the sourcing trip is called India Sourcing Trip, and it's held twice a year. It's basically an eight-day trip where we focus on three aspects. One is learning all about sourcing from India, then actually meeting with suppliers, sourcing products, and third is cultural experience. So we start with um, a full-day conference where we invite various experts that are specialized in sourcing and logistics and quality control, and they give presentations about best practices in in their specific areas and um then we um you know attend a trade show we spend three days at the delhi fair which i just mentioned and uh, we've got about um you know 17 coaches traveling with the group these are e-commerce amazon experts from the us australia and these are also uh, sourcing experts from india so there's a lot of support to the group you know in case you have any questions or in case you want to Uh, share your ideas with the coach and get their feedback. You can do that as well. So we spend three days at the trade show. Then we also do factory visits. So we visit a couple of factories in Delhi. And then we also visit some factories in a city called Muradabad, which is about four hours from Delhi by road. And that's where a lot of the metal and wooden production happens. So we visit factories there. And that's an uh, additional optional um, trip that people can go on. That's not mandatory. It's not part of the main trip. Um, And then we also have some cultural activities. So we do a Bollywood night where we have singing, dancing. (laughs) (laughs) And then we also go to Taj Mahal for a day. Um, And, uh, you know, the focus really is on learning everything about sourcing from India. That's really the focus. And basically just immersing yourself in the sourcing markets 
at the trade show, talking to suppliers, um, meeting with sourcing agents, logistics service providers, quality control companies, building relationships with all of these support service providers. Because when you're sourcing from any country, you do need support from you know logistics and QC and all of these other uh, service providers. So we do those connections as well. That's very nice. And, and I think now, just to make a note on some of the points you mentioned, which I think will add a lot of value to the community as well, is you mentioned the logistics, um, the quality of things in India, right? It, which is basically you're going to be teaching that in the sourcing trip as well. And I would like to also hear your take on this in, in terms of what are some of the, the basic tips you would advise people around this? How the logistics in India, uh, what type of quality control you should uh, have? Uh, to avoid any any issues when when sourcing from India, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, do you want well, to yeah, yeah. Look, with logistics, um, it's probably I mean basically works the same in, in that you usually would sea freight, um, you know, larger mm -hmm. shipments and air freight like you would from China. But the difference is there's probably only one main port where you know most of the goods go from, which is Mumbai or the port is called Navashiva. So that is about. Um, I suppose three days by road from where, um, like, you know, most of the hubs in the north are. So that it's it's tough. It's a little bit of planning. So you've got to know I when see. your goods are ready. They've got to go down to mm. that port and go on to, um, you know, a ship to be um, sort of taken over to the US. But the difference is you don't actually go. Well, we don't advise you to. You can go into California, and but it's a lot longer. It's about a forty-two day um, trip because you go the long way around. Whereas mm -hmm. if you're going into the East Coast, it's quite simple. It just goes up through the Suez Canal um, and sort of into, mm -hmm. uh, you know, New York. So that's 21 days uh, shipping okay. sort of actually on the sea. And then obviously you've got, you know, about five days at each end, um, you know, with the ports. But the benefit of that is because most of the goods going into um, the US are still coming from China. So you get that big bottleneck in California. I and you know, We know the stories of people who had mm. stuff there for eight weeks floating in the sea. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. I think the longest we had was at, at, at the bad peak time last year when there was a little bit of sort of chaos around was probably about a week. But a lot of that was mainly the road transport issues in the, in the US more so than actually just the amount of ships trying to get in. So I find that, yeah, it's it's much easier. And cost-wise, well, the containers, I think the highest our containers got to was about 14,000 last year, whereas, you know, China was up around the 25,000. So cost-wise, um, it's and it's actually cheaper to um, ship into New York. There's not as um, many high port charges and all the charges mm, on the um, West Coast are a lot more expensive. So it does work out cheaper. And there's plenty of um, sort of Amazon warehouses around New York, yeah. New Jersey, and all down that side. And also, if you're doing oversized products, most oversized products, people don't realise this, all go end up at the east coast that's where even if you're shipping into california you'll end up paying low you know uh, road transport across the land so um you're already there so it does save you a lot if you're doing oversized because you know you're on the right side so i think that's probably megla would you can you think of anything else with the sea shipping and i mean air shipping's five days or something like anywhere else yeah, I think that's about it. You just need to plan a little bit, especially because, you know, for handmade products, the production lead time can be slightly longer. Um, so you just need to make sure that you're working with your suppliers and you know uh, you've, you've done your inventory, um, you know, planning a little bit better 
uh, because the lead times can be longer. Okay, that's great. Um, and what about um, the, um, the quality side of things? I guess just as in China, you will have to also do inspections as usual, right? When you're sourcing from India. And what is usually your advice on this, uh, around this process as well? Yes, so for, for uh, quality, we would recommend to uh, do inspections in India as well. Um, and, um, you know, usually if the uh, production, if the order size is very significant, then you mm -hmm. would do a pre-production a pre inspection and you would also do a pre-shipment mm -hmm. inspection. So at least two inspections. But otherwise, if it's a small, mid-size kind of order, you know, maybe like $10,000, $15,000 and you can just do a pre-shipment inspection, that should usually be enough. Um, but a couple of things to note, uh, first of all, you need to give very, very clear guidelines to your supplier. So don't let them assume anything, you know, and this holds true for China as well. You know, any country that you're uh, sourcing from, you've got to be very specific about what exactly you want. For example, if you want a pink water bottle, you don't just say light pink, you give them the exact Pantone code of the type of pink that you want. So, you know, be very specific, make sure that everything is, um, you know, written in your purchase order or you have a separate separate supplier agreement, um, uh, you know, where all of this is mentioned. That's one thing. Um, you can also consider using the services of a sourcing agency. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, especially if you're developing a product that the supplier is not has not developed previously, if it's a new product, then sometimes having a person on the ground visit the factory on your behalf and, you know, talk to the supplier and monitor things uh, really helps. So if you are developing a new product, you could consider hiring a sourcing agent as well. There, um, the sourcing agents typically charge a percentage of the order value, and it ranges from five to 10% of the order value. That's their fees. And uh, then they would manage everything, starting from finding suppliers, vetting suppliers, placing orders, negotiating, and even quality control. So that's okay. one advantage, you know, the quality control and inspections is the responsibility of the sourcing agent. Um, in terms of um, third-party inspection companies, there are you know all the companies that you see in China, like Asia um, Asia Inspection, or which is Kima now. There's V Trust, and there are a couple of local inspection companies as well. Like the one that we recommend is RSJ Inspection. So all of these companies are you know operational in India. They uh, charge in a similar way like they do in China, which is per man day. So it would cost anywhere from 200 to $250, $300 for one inspection per man day. And if you need to do any testing of products, there are a lot of labs in India as well, like Intertech and, um, you know, all of those labs are available too. So if you need to send a product for testing, that's definitely a possibility as well. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much for those answers. Yeah, I think, to be honest, we cover a lot when it comes to India searching. So <laughs> I appreciate so much your knowledge and time. But I think before we conclude today's episode, I would like to quickly go back to India searching. And I know you guys are going to have this trip and also a, a summit. So it would be nice if you can share just a, as a last a time your the dates, where people can find information, how can people reach out to all of you and just a, get in touch. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So for India sourcing trip, yeah, people can go to indiasourcingtrip.com and the next trip is in October. So the dates are 12th to the 19th of October. 
And um, if you are, you know, an experienced seller sourcing from China, you must diversify your sourcing. You cannot put all your eggs in one basket. In fact, a lot of the larger importers, retailers are also diversifying their sourcing. So for smaller companies and entrepreneurs, it is just a no brainer because even just one, uh, you know, hiccup in the supply chain can really affect your business significantly. So it's yeah. very important in the current environment to diversify your sourcing. And, um, you know, tickets are already available in case anyone's interested. They can go ahead and buy tickets. Now is a good time to start booking flights as well, because mm -hmm. as we get closer to the dates, you know, airfare will become more expensive. So um, this time we've got a group of about 70 people who are coming with us to India. Plus, we've got all of the coaches. So we're going to mm -hmm. have a group of maybe, you know, about 90 or so. So it's going to be a um, big group. <laughs> Lots yeah, of okay. fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so definitely check nice. out the trip and if you are based in india if you are a, an e-commerce amazon seller based in india or a manufacturer or exporter then we have another conference that we are doing for india-based brands and exporters and this is called ecom india summit it's basically a two-day conference where we are um, inviting experts from the us and australia to talk about how India-based brands can sell globally. So mm. that is yet to be launched, but the dates are October 10th and 11th. That's very nice. So yeah, thank you very much for all that information. Uh, yes, I mean, I want to thank you once again for your time. I'm gonna make sure to put all that information in the description, but yeah, looking forward to have you on the next one for sure. So we can keep speaking about the India sourcing. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank, thank you. you so much. Bye-bye. Have very a nice much. one. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce lab by eComC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.com.